0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: This is a good example of how you should use the Scriptures to interpret your own circumstances so that you know what to do when you're facing a situation, some kind of difficulty. What do you do? How do you know what to do? What direction to go? Well, you search the Scriptures. You go to the Bible. You look for a similar situation, a parallel passage, as a precedent that you can point to, and then apply the principles of that story to your own situation.
0: People often think of the Bible as outdated and irrelevant, but Pastor Dan encourages us today to read our Bible daily, because it is the most relevant thing in our lives. Everything that God wants you to know has been written out for you in the Word. Everything you need to know about having a godly attitude And living a pure and holy life has been recorded and passed down through generations. But it's up to you to read and learn from it and apply it in your everyday life. Use the tools God has given you. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 26, for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: the end of verse 9, it says, all of the people were gathered against Jeremiah in the temple. So this angry mob lays hold of Jeremiah. And verse 10, when the princes of Judah, so this would be the political leaders. When the princes of Judah heard these things, they came up from the king's house. Notice the, the geographical reference here. You go up from the king's house to the temple. And they sat down in the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. And the priests and the prophets spoke to the princes and all the people. So the the political leaders, the princes, they hear the commotion of what's going on in the temple. They go up to the temple. It says they sit in the gate. That's where the the judges would sit in the gate when they were going to have court. So this angry mob has laid hold of Jeremiah. They're about to kill him. The political leaders come, the judges of the city, they come. They sit in the gate of the of the temple. That's where they would sit to hold court. And so now they're having kind of this impromptu trial for Jeremiah. So immediately, you know, he's taken into custody and he is he's on trial. And the priests and the prophets spoke to the princes and all the people saying, this man deserves to die for he has prophesied against this city as you have heard with your ears This is very similar to the trial of Jesus, isn't it? How the religious leaders here they want to condemn him, they bring Jesus before Pontius Pilate and say that he's deserving of death. And then Jeremiah spoke to all the priests, all the princes and all the people. So he speaks now to the political leaders and all the people that are gathered there. Look what Jeremiah says here. The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and against this city. With all the words that you have heard, now, therefore, amend your ways and your doings and obey the voice of the Lord your God. Then the Lord will relent concerning the doom that he has pronounced against you. As for me, here I am in your hand. Do with me as seems good and proper to you. But know for certain that if you put me to death, you will surely bring innocent blood on yourselves, on the city and on its inhabitants. For truly the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. Jeremiah, I love this. He defended the message that he preached. As he says, it's directly from God. Even facing death, it doesn't diminish the word. It doesn't diminish the word. He doesn't back down at all. He doesn't edit the message. In fact, he makes it clear in verse 12, the Lord sent him to prophesy against the temple and against Jerusalem. Jeremiah didn't choose this ministry. He's not self-appointed. He was chosen by God. He's called to this ministry. In verse 13, check out verse 13. He's on trial here for his life. There's an angry mob that wants to kill him. And in verse 13, in the midst of this trial, he calls them to repent. He's on trial for his life, and he calls them to amend their ways and obey the voice of the Lord. Again, he doesn't back down. In the face of an angry mob, he doesn't back down. He says, as for me, here I am in your hand. Do with me as seems good and proper to you. Jeremiah was determined to speak whatever God told him to say and take whatever punishment came as a result of it. It it reminds us quite a bit of the apostles in the book of Acts. And there are several occasions where the apostles were on trial in front of officials and you know i think of uh, peter for example in acts chapter 4 peter's on on trial in jerusalem at the temple in front of the the religious leaders of his day and he says to them whether it is right in the sight of god to listen to you more than to god you judge for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard sounds a lot like jeremiah should we obey god or should we obey you you judge And we're just speaking what God told us to speak. Jeremiah has that same commitment to the Lord and commitment to his his word, no matter what. How about us? Do we have the same commitment to God's word? What about when your job's on the line? What, What about if your workplace is asking you to participate in something that doesn't agree with your biblical worldview? Do you just go along with it? Or do you say, hey, I'm a Christian, I believe the Bible, and this is what the Bible says about this, and I'm not trying to cause any trouble, and you can report me to HR or whatever you need to do, but this is what I believe because this is what the Word of God says, and so I can't go along with this. And what about the consequences? Or do we back down? Do we diminish the Word? Because we don't want to lose our job. Now, I don't have to worry about that so much where I work, but you guys might. I know you guys do. We have to face that stuff. And you have to face the same thing that Jeremiah faces. Am I going to diminish the word of God and what I stand for and what I believe just for my own security? Again, he he says in verse 14, I'm in your hand. Do with me as seems good to you and proper, but know for certain that if you put me to death, you will surely bring innocent blood on yourselves, on this city and on its inhabitants, for truly the Lord has sent me to you to speak all these words in your hearing. He stays on message. Do you remember when Jesus was on trial before Pontius Pilate and the crowd was demanding that Pilate crucify him? And Pilate said to the crowd, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. And it says all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. And here Jeremiah saying, if you kill me, you're killing an innocent man and my blood will be upon you and upon this city and upon all these people. And in Jesus' day, they faced the same circumstances and the people said, his blood be upon us and upon our children. And Pilate delivered Jesus to be crucified. Here though, here though the leaders of the city spare Jeremiah. They didn't want his innocent blood upon them. In Jesus' time, They wanted the blood upon them because they wanted Jesus dead. So the princes and all the people said to the priests and the prophets, This man does not deserve to die, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Isn't that interesting? They don't like Jeremiah's message, but they acknowledge that it's God's word. Isn't that interesting? He has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Now look at verse 17. Then certain of the elders of the land rose up and spoke to all the assembly of the people. Now, we don't know who these elders are. They're described as elders of the land. So they're, they're elders of Judah. But they rise up, they stand up, and they speak to the people. And so th- this is a different group. This doesn't seem to be the princes, the leaders of Jerusalem. It's not the priests. It's not the prophets that are already mentioned. It's a different group. These are elders, elders of the land, who were there in Jerusalem, at the temple. And these elders, they spoke godly wisdom into this situation. Now, when Jesus was crucified, none of the elders of the land stood up to speak wisdom. They allowed him to be crucified. But these elders here, they stand up and they speak God's word into this situation. Verse 18, they quote from the prophet Micah. They said, Micah of Morasheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah, and spoke to all the people of Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Zion shall be plowed like a field, Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest." Micah preached a similar message of judgment for Jerusalem and the temple back in the days of Hezekiah. That's a hundred years before this. Then they go on in verse 19. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, and all of Judah ever put Micah to death? Did he not fear the Lord, speaking of Hezekiah, and seek the Lord's favor? And the Lord relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them? But we are doing great evil against ourselves. And where did these elders come from? Where have they been? So these elders stand up and they they quote from Micah here of what Micah the prophet said. And, And Micah had a similar message to Jeremiah. And instead of killing Micah, Hezekiah and the people responded with repentance and seeking the Lord. And guess what? God relented concerning the doom which he had pronounced against them, the same thing that Jeremiah said would happen if these people repented and turned from their evil ways. God would change his mind about sending calamity upon Jerusalem.
0: Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your
1: needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
0: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
1: So I want you to note here what these elders do, these elders of the land. They've got a situation here. It's a pretty tense situation. The elders of the land, they stand up, and what do they do? They point to the Scripture they find a place in the scripture where a similar event takes place, a parallel event, and they're able to say, hey, wait a minute, this is like when Micah the prophet spoke in the days of Hezekiah, and he said a similar thing to Jeremiah, saying, and Hezekiah didn't kill him, he responded by repenting and seeking the Lord, and God spared the people of judgment when they did that. And and I want you to note this because this is a good example of how you should use the scriptures to interpret your own circumstances so that you know what to do when you're facing a situation, some kind of difficulty. What do you do? How do you know what to do? What direction to go? Well, you search the scriptures. You go to the Bible. You look for a similar situation, a parallel passage as a precedent that you can point to and then apply the principles of that story To your own situation. That's using the Bible to deal with your circumstances. That's dealing with your circumstances biblically. Remember in Acts chapter two, when the Holy Spirit's poured out on the disciples, the apostles, for the first time and on Pentecost, and there's some confusion about what's going on. The people have cloven tongues of fire, they're speaking in different languages, giving glory to God, and some people are saying, Well, they're drunk, they've been drinking. And then Peter stands up. Remember what Peter says? This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. What does Peter do to explain what's going on? He points to the scripture. He points to a verse. This is from Joel chapter 2. That's what's happening here. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And that's what you always want to be able to do. You always want to be able to point to a passage of scripture or point to a verse or point to several verses. And say, this is that which was spoken in the Word of God. Or this is a parallel situation. This is a similar situation to what we're facing. And here's what the Bible says happened here. And this is what they did. And so this is what we should do. And we use the Bible as our blueprint. And we use the Bible as our grid that we overlay on top of our circumstances. And we allow the Bible now to steer us and guide us through those circumstances. That's what these elders of the land do here. It's remarkable. So they bring up Micah and how Hezekiah responded to Micah who had the same message as Jeremiah. And then look at the end of verse 19 again. But we are doing great evil against ourselves because they want to kill Jeremiah. They recognize that they were bringing evil upon themselves if they continue on this current path of wanting to kill Jeremiah. Jeremiah. You know, when we refuse to listen to the Lord, we refuse to turn from our evil ways, we refuse to repent, and we continue on the same path, we're inviting evil into our lives. We're inviting hardship. We're inviting trials. The way of the transgressor is hard. We should do as Hezekiah did, fear the Lord and seek his favor. Don't you want favor with God? I don't want to continue on the hard path. I want favor with God. Now they continue. So this is still the, the elders of the land speaking. Now there was also a man, verse 20, who prophesied in the name of the Lord, Oriah, the son of Shemaiah, of Kirjath-Jerim, who prophesied against this city and against this land according to all the words of Jeremiah. So now they bring up a second example from the scriptures. oriah this prophet, and he had the same message as Jeremiah that if the people didn't turn from their evil ways and begin to walk in God's ways, God would bring judgment upon Jerusalem. He preached the same message. And when Jehoiakim, the king, with all his mighty men and all the princes heard his words, the king sought to put him to death. But when Oriah heard it, he was afraid and he fled and he went to Egypt. Then Jehoiakim, the king, sent men to Egypt Elnathan, the son of Akbor, and other men. I'm glad they didn't tell us the names of those other men. Who went with him to Egypt. And they brought Uriah from Egypt and brought him to Jehoiakim, the king who killed him with the sword and cast his dead body into the graves of the common people. Now th- this one didn't go so well. <laughs> here, here the elders remember a second a second prophet who also prophesied like, Jeremiah, but things ended differently for him. And I want to say here for, also, they're able to say, well, there's this one story where this happens. There's another story just like it where this happens. You know, if, if you begin to hear the same thing over and over and over, it might be that the Lord is trying to speak to you. And that's why he's repeating that thing to you over and over and over. You know, if you, if you find yourself saying, you know, you're the third person to tell me that this week. Maybe the Lord's trying to speak to you. And here they have these events that have happened in their nation over and over and over. The Lord's trying to speak to them. And they have this second story here of Oriah, who is put to death by Jehoiakim the king. Now, now why do the elders bring this up? Why do they mention this story? This this seems to, to contradict the last story about Hezekiah and Micah the prophet. The reason that they bring it up here is because when Jehoiakim put this prophet to death, the elders didn't speak up when that happened. And they should have. They remained silent. And they just allowed it to happen. They allowed the king to do that kind of unchallenged. And they should have spoken up then, but they didn't. They didn't do the right thing. And now this circumstance has happened again with Jeremiah. And this time, the elders of the nation, the elders of the land, now they're going to speak up. They didn't speak up when Oriah was brought before Jehoiakim for preaching the truth of God. And they just stood by silently as he was killed. Now Jeremiah faces the same fate. And this time they say, you know what? We're going to do the right thing. And we're going to speak up here. It's never too late to start doing the right thing. It reminds us of the story of Jesus. You know, you had Nicodemus, who was one of the priests, one of the leaders of Israel. Uh, You had Joseph of Arimathea. Nicodemus didn't really ever speak up. He knew who Jesus was, but he never said anything about it. He was silent as the rest of the religious leaders condemned him. After the crucifixion, though, Nicodemus comes forward, along with Joseph of Arimathea to claim the body of Jesus. They didn't do the right thing before. He was silent when he should have spoken up, but now he's coming out of the shadows. Uh, In the book of Acts, you see many priests that came to faith in Jesus Christ after the resurrection. They did the right thing, finally. It's never too late to do the right thing. And here, these elders of the land, they're speaking up now in defense of Jeremiah. Uh, They should have spoken up before with Oriah, when he was on trial before Jehoiakim, but they were silent. They're not going to be silent this time. They're going to stand up for what's right here. And then finally, we come to verse 24. Nevertheless, the hand of Ahiakim, the son of Shaphan, was with Jeremiah so that they should not give him into the hand of the people to put him to death. So we have this guy, Ahiakim. We don't really know much about him. Uh, it seems he's one of the elders, maybe, that uh, the elders of the land that are mentioned just before this. Perhaps he's one of the elders. Perhaps he's a political leader of Judah. There's a, a haikim mentioned in Second Kings 22. Also, he's mentioned in Jeremiah 39. His son became governor, a governor in Judah. So he stood up, though. This is what's important about him. He stood up for Jeremiah, and he persuaded the court not to turn him over to the mob to be killed. Again, we look at the the, uh, trial of Jesus. No one stood up for Jesus. This guy, he stands up for Jeremiah and comes to his aid in his hour of need. Jesus said to us as his disciples, as his followers, in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, and in the Greek, it's emphatic. And what that means is you are the only salt in this earth. You are the only light in this world. There is no other salt. There is no other light. Only believers in Jesus Christ, only Christians are the salt and light of the earth. Salt in the ancient world was very valuable. It was used in many ways. It was used as a preservative for meat. It was used to flavor things. It was used as an as a antiseptic to cleanse things. Light, of course, casts out darkness. And we're supposed to be salt and light in this world. Uh, God has us in this world to be a preservative in this world, to flavor this world, to be an antiseptic, spiritually, morally, and to shine the light of God's truth on darkness and evil in this world. And to stand up for Jesus Christ. And to be the one who stands up for the truth. And to be the one who stands up for righteousness. This is the only guy who stood up for him here. The elders and this guy that's mentioned in verse 24, they stood up for Jeremiah. And we're called to stand up in this world for righteousness' sake. He asked me how I, know, and I say, bring true.
0: We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy. And between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com. Or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize them.